What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts with the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL host here to tell you everything you need to know from the night in hockey. Two 30-win teams met in Toronto last night in our biggest game. The Biggest Game. The Minnesota Wild haven't been good on the road lately and was terrible in the face-off circle last night. That ended up being the perfect recipe for another loss away from home. Our Locked On Wild host breaks down just how hard it was for Minnesota. Who has two thumbs and has a better chance of winning a face-off than the Minnesota Wild? This guy. Hey, everybody. Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast recapping a 3-1 to loss for the Minnesota Wild tonight at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wild got the scoring started courtesy of Freddie Goudreau's second line continuing to get it done for this Minnesota Wild team. But the Leafs get goals from Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner to take a 2-1 to lead. They get an empty netter to make it 3-1. to Capo Kakadin was good tonight. More on him in tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild. But the Wilds could not buy a face-off win. They won 19 of 63 draws on the night. And the Minnesota Wilds continue to scuffle on the road trip. A better effort, but the same result. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure to follow along with Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. The Columbus Blue Jackets picked up one of its biggest road wins of the season, beating the Florida Panthers. And Columbus put an exclamation point on that win with six goals. Locked on Blue Jackets reviews the lengthy box score post-game. Jeff Brube hadn't won an NHL game since April 2018. He is now 3-0 this season with the Blue Jackets. I'm Jay Foster from Luxon Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets just beat the Florida Panthers 6-3 to in what was maybe the most exciting game that these two teams have played so far. Florida took the first two games with scores of 9-2 and 8-4, but this time the Blue Jackets flipped the script, won 6-3 goals from Line, Sillinger, Bjorkstrand, Jenner, Justin Danforth, and... Uh, the real story of the game, though, is J.F. Berube makes 39 of 42 saves, improves to 3-0 and on the season, 3-0 and in his last three games. He might be the best player on this team. No, I'm joking, but, like, unreal. Just unreal play from J.F. Berube. Uh, he is the reason that the Blue Jackets were given a chance to win tonight. All of the goal scoring helped, I'm sure, playing against the backup in... Uh, Florida helped, but hey, they don't ask how, they ask how many. So we're going to talk about all of that, but mostly J.F. Berube tomorrow on Locked on Blue Jacket, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. The Florida Panthers had lost at home just three times all season before losing for the second straight time at home to the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. What happened to the best home team in hockey? Locked on Panthers explains. Yeah, that's how I feel. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And now the Florida Panthers have dropped their second straight game at home. Now their fifth loss at home all of this season in their 6-3 to loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Florida Panthers just really 
lately, even when they won their games on the road, just have had a hard time just getting up for games recently. And it's cost them a few mental errors on the other side. Bad news, it's costing them goals, some of their mental errors. But good news is that this is, in fact, correctable. And the credit to the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up with this win now, seven of their last eight that they've won, doing this without Zach Wierenski uh, tonight for them. And the Florida Panthers, they got to go back to the drawing board for this one after dropping their second straight at home. It was encouraging at first when they came out to that one nothing lead and then just um, let it go from there and just allowing the Columbus Blue Jackets to score fast as well. And the power play has just been another uh, struggle continuing for the Panthers, just going over four in this one. And that's just something that needs to be addressed for this Florida Panthers team as they continue to not be so great in that category five on five numbers can only go so much for this team but when you can't score on the power play it's gonna cost you some games so back to the drawing board for the panthers as they have a quick turnaround just two days from now um connor mcdavid and uh leon dry will be coming to town to come into south florida to be facing the panthers so to listen to my recap of this six to three loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets, make sure to listen to my latest episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, your first listen of the day. The New York Rangers picked up a 4-1 win last night, and that wasn't quite as comfortable as the final score indicated. Our Locked On Rangers host tells you more. Hey, what is going on, hockey fans? It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. The Rangers just wrapping up a very convincing, basically thorough domination of the Washington Capitals taking them down 4-1 to one in Madison Square Garden, a game that, you know, it's funny because the Raiders were only up one to nothing fairly late in the second period. I think that it was still just one to nothing with about two minutes to go in the second period. But it's one of those games where you're watching it and never for a second do you think that the Rangers aren't going to win. It just felt like from the opening faceoff right until the final buzzer, uh, the Rangers were just in complete control of this game, and they indeed go on to the 4-1 to win. And a big shout-out to the Rangers' top line of Alexi Lafreniere, Chris Kreider, and Mika Zibanejad. These guys have been clicking over the last couple of games. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere comes away with a goal and an assist. He continues to uh, see a noticeable improvement in his play ever since joining up with uh, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider on that top line there. Kreider gets a goal, Mika with a goal and an assist. Those guys really carried the Rangers offensively. And Igor Shesterkin was Igor Shesterkin. What else is new? Missed a shutout by just a minute and two seconds, so that was unfortunate. But besides that, pretty much a perfect night for the New York Rangers. Uh, again, a very convincing win over the Caps. And uh, we will be talking about this in greater detail on the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Do not miss it. Coming up, the rival Dallas Stars and Nashville Predators went to a shootout last night. This is Locked on Now NHL. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, and props, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and get in on the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Let's go around the league. The New Jersey Devils jumped out to an early lead and used some new lines and returning faces to put on a scoring clinic against the Penguins. Locked on Devils tells you more on the changes that led to a big win in Pittsburgh. 
What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So the New Jersey Devils were able to thrash the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of six to one. Jesper Bratt in his return action was able to score two goals early, and the Devils just never looked back. And uh Dougie Hamilton also returned to the lineup the first time that we've seen him in uniform since January 2nd. Here's something else that the New Jersey Devils did, which I think uh worked wonders for them, is that they split up their line combinations of Jack Hughes and also Jesper Bratt. So instead of having Hughes and Bratt play on the same line they moved Jesper Brat down to the second line and they also did the same thing for their defensive unit they paired Jonas Siegenthaler who's been one of our most consistent defensemen the entirety of the season with Dougie Hamilton and uh, they put Ryan Graves with Damon Severson so this is something I've been talking in my show recently which is you have to split up uh, the line combinations so that way you have more options to work with because if you put all your best players on the same top line then you know it, it's very easy for a team to strategize and it just slows down people like Nico Heischer because he doesn't really have much help he doesn't really have much to work with so moving Jesper brought down to the second line actually does wonders for the New Jersey Devils and keeping Jack Hughes on the top line and having him uh, help out Sharon Govich actually does wonders as well because Sharon Govich has been picking it up as of late for the New Jersey Devils he was one of the uh, players to score in tonight's matchup and the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to get Tristan Jari out the game before the end of period number two Jari's not just some average goaltender he's in the running for the Vezda Trophy albeit he's not going to win it but his name is still up there and the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to score uh, six goals on him that's actually very impressive and uh, that is something that the New Jersey Devils should definitely not take uh, lightly and they should be very proud. It's one thing to do score seven goals against Marshall Canadiens. Another thing to do that against the St. Louis Blues as well. But to do it to the Pittsburgh Penguins, that's a playoff team. So the Devils should be very proud of their overall efforts in tonight's matchup. The Dallas Stars went on the road and took their rival Nashville Predators all the way to a shootout on Thursday. But Nashville ended up with the win. And our Locked On Stars host tells you why Dallas couldn't close the door earlier on the Predators. The Dallas Stars found themselves in another overtime game, but they fall just short this time around. What's up, everyone? Dane Lewis here with the Locked on Stars podcast, coming to you after the Dallas Stars road matchup with their rivals, the Nashville Predators. The Stars fall short 2-1 to one in a game that went to a shootout, four rounds of a shootout, in fact. Jake Ottinger, despite losing in the shootout, had a fantastic night going toe-to-toe with Vesna candidate UC Saros on Pecorine night. His number 35 immortalized in the rafters of the Bridgestone Arena before the game. And those two guys gave a great show for the fans in attendance. Unfortunately, Jake Ottinger falling just short this time around, but still big to see him come out and give such an impressive performance after playing last night against the Winnipeg Jets and having a valiant effort in that game as well. Uh, and Jake Ottinger has been doing this a lot lately, going toe-to-toe with some of the biggest names as far as goalies go in the NHL. Connor Hellebuck, Marc-Andre Fleury, and this night, UC Saros. The big problem in this game continues to be the Stars' power play. Neither team's power play able to execute at all throughout this matchup. Both teams combining zero for nine uh, on the power play on the main advantage in this game. The Stars had an opportunity in overtime before on three that they couldn't execute on. They need to get the power play back in gear if they want to seriously compete for a playoff spot and compete in said playoffs. But nonetheless, good to see the Stars come away with this game. Uh, with a point. Uh, every point matters and always hard to get points in Nashville. The Stars able to do that. They now have time to rest Friday and Saturday, and they have a home matchup against the inferior Buffalo Sabres coming up on Sunday. We'll break down this game and talk a little bit about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Stars. We'll see you there. 
Allowing five goals in one period is not a winning formula most nights, including last night for the Calgary Flames. Calgary let Vancouver run up the score in the battle above the border and locked on Flames. Tells you how it all went wrong. So, Andrew Pani, that one goal. Uh, thanks for not allowing the Flames to get shut out uh, after allowing seven goals to the Vancouver Canucks. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, <laughs> Locked on Calgary Flames, and I just pulled in to, uh, after a four-hour drive uh, to Boston, and I truly don't even know what to say other than what the heck happened. The Flames obviously snapped their winning streak after <laughs> winning 10 in a row, so they didn't set a franchise record, but for the first time all season, they allowed uh, three power play goals in one game, so... So uh, real good stuff there. You know, I'm sure they're tired. Uh, I'm not like overly concerned, but I'm also like, what the heck happened sort of vibes, you know? Um, you win some, you lose some. Go back out there and put on a performance against the Wild, an actual competitor, you know? I always had a feeling this win streak was going to come to an end to a team that was laughable. And it, it did. It, it happened. So... Uh, yep, just another day, another loss, nothing to write really, truly, like, write home about other than they're not making franchise history this time around. So, that's all. Um, we try again, I think Saturday. <laughs> um, yes, so, thank you all, and, um, go Flames. Sharks fans can't take a big enough sigh of relief after snapping its seven-game win streak. It took a shootout to close out the Islanders and locked on Sharks and Islanders recap the back-and-forth affair in San Jose. The Sharks snapped their seven-game losing streak. I'm J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks, and the Sharks win 4-3 to three, uh, against the Islanders in a shootout win. Uh, a game where James Reimer stopped 44 of 47 shots, and the Sharks... Basically, just let the Isles do whatever they want, especially in the third period. But James Reimer stood tall. Um, Jasper Weatherby got on the scoreboard. Logan Couture continues his hot streak, scoring another goal. But this game was all about James Reimer stealing another one for the Sharks. So we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's game, what it means for the Tankathon standings, and we'll discuss Ryan Merkley and Jonathan Dahlin's play as well. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can find us on YouTube. And that's all today for Lockdown Now NHL. Thank you all again for making Lockdown Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure you make your second listens, Lockdown NHL and your team's local Lockdown podcast. I'm Danielle LaRousse, and this has been Lockdown Now.